This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 144 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Enjoy today's tip. Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky here at Horse Tip Daily. And welcome back to another snowy day here in Lexington. Well, today we have back with us Megan Aroll. Megan is one of the leading authorities in animal massage in the country. She's sort of our massage expert here on the show. And I want to congratulate Megan. She actually just started her new blog. It's called All About Equine Massage at blogspot.com. And you can actually find a link to it at All About Equine Massage as well. And we'll put the links on our show notes here at Horse Tip Daily. But uh, she actually wrote the book, Horse Lover's Guide to Massage. And she also wrote the Dog Lover's Guide to Massage. And she's the one that's been helping us uh, actually since we started the show. So you can go back to Horse Tip Daily, look up Megan Aroll, and you'll find all of her tips in one place. If you miss some, you can go back and listen to them all at once. Well, here's Megan. Well, hi, Megan, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Hi, Glenn. You know, uh, we're having fun doing this little show every day, and it's because I get to talk to cool people like you. And and uh, where are you located again? I am just outside of Seattle, Washington. That's right. You're in the rainy northwest. Yep, and it is raining today. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, you know, you know, you live in an area that's fairly chilly. I wouldn't say it's really, really cold, but it's fairly chilly all the time, you know, a lot of the time, and you have a lot of rain. It's always damp. So I would imagine massage is an important part. People, uh, horses tying up and, you know, in that kind of weather, don't you get, don't you get those, uh, whole, uh, the, the muscle issues more often? You know, I hadn't thought of that, but I certainly could imagine that would you know anybody who who's a little bit stiff in their body and they go to Hawaii or Arizona and they feel so much better in their body because of the either the heat and or the dryness yeah uh, that's got to i mean the animals they have the same physiology that we do essentially right in terms of body comfort and responses to massage and responses to cold weather so yeah yeah well there you go you picked a I've good spot I've never lived anywhere else so I don't <laughs> I don't know anything to compare it to well, what are we going to talk about today in the world of massage? Well, I thought I'd throw in a little more um, anatomy, nothing too specific, but um, regarding the horse's stifles. Okay. And so this isn't, um, I won't necessarily get into describing a particular technique for the stifles, but um, just the fact that the horses do um, have something that we don't and the dogs don't, um, they have a locking mechanism in their hind legs. And so the way the muscles and tendons and ligaments are organized, they can um, have the kneecap, the patella, um, and one of the ligaments attaching to it can um, be pulled up in a way that it then rests and hooks on a, an, a large bump on the thigh bone. And can then lock the knee. And then there's also a mechanism that goes along with that, that whatever the stifle does, the hawk does. So if the stifle's locked, the hawk will not bend either. And actually, the stifle is actually made up of, of, I think, two different joints, right? Yeah, well, you've got, yeah, well, you've got three bones, essentially. You've got the thigh bone, 
the femur. Right. That's the same thing. And then you have the tibia, which is the um, would be the equivalent of the horse's shin. Right. So that, fe- that femoral tibial joint there is right. one of them. Yep. And then you have you do have the interaction. I don't know if it would be there's no joint capsule, but there is interaction then with the um, kneecap, the patella. Right, and then so basically that one I think, if I remember correctly, is like a femoral patella joint kind of thing. Uh, there's there's yeah. some reaction there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so the patella and the ligament attaching to it, or one of the ligaments attaching to it, can can be used by the horse to hook onto this bump on the femur and therefore they don't have to use muscle effort to to keep that leg locked so they can mostly sleep standing up. Okay, so that's where um, the standing up sleeping comes from. Right. Now, you still have a little issue with balance, so... so other muscles throughout the body sort of have to keep the horse from you know, collapsing, but, but it wouldn't be because the knee bent or the hock bent, it would be more of a balancing. So for their deepest sleep, they'll still lie down, but they can get some pretty good sleep, uh, standing up with this locking mechanism. And then a lot of horses will develop some problems with, with that not unlocking, um, appropriately. And sometimes this is a muscular issue. Um, sometimes it's treated with surgery, but sometimes it can also be treated with either uh, strengthening work and or some body work. Um, if if uh, if the muscles that need that are used by the horse to unlock it when they want to aren't functioning as strongly or as smoothly or in as uh, coordinated way. Okay. So um, yeah, anytime uh, people are considering. A possible surgical option for stifle. I think it's always worth exploring some body work and also some strengthening exercises to see if something less invasive might be all the horse actually needs. Um, and I most I think most vets um, have that in mind too, especially regarding the strengthening of the quads. Is one one part the quads and then another muscle called the tensor fasciolata. Um, are both involved and needed for unlocking that. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of a little interesting anatomy information. And uh, so massaging the, the ho- your horse's thigh muscles can help keep the stifle joint healthy because if the, and as well as a balanced um, program of conditioning so that, um, say, the muscles that extend the knee are, strengthened as well as the muscles that bend the knee, or there's also muscles to the inside and outside of the knee for slight rotation movements. So the the balance of tension across that joint, which as you pointed out is, is a more complicated joint than some. Yeah, yeah. Having a balance of tension, across, you know, for all of the structures that are crossing and involved with that joint is going to help that joint stay healthy and function well and not get into problems. Now, is there anything that if somebody wants to massage this particular spot um, themselves, is there anything that they could do wrong to cause harm? Or, you know, there's there's very little. If you're reading your horse's feedback and backing off on the pressure or the speed when they're, you know, when they're giving you some negative feedback about it, um, then uh, then there's 
not much you can do to hurt the horse as long as, again, we talked once before, I think, about making sure you don't massage while they have a fever right? Um, and a couple other things like that. But, yeah, no, if you, if you massage the area, um, particularly the area between the stifle and the point of hip, so the widest part of the yep. hip, the, the part that sometimes knocks itself in the doorway or gateway when you walk through, hopefully yep. not. <laughs> Um, but if you massage those muscles um, below the point of hip and above the stifle and back towards the uh, the point of buttock, the hip where the hip joint is closer back that direction, so there's kind of a triangle area on the horse's the side of their thigh. That's a great area to massage to help the stifle joint. So are you doing... all of those muscles are crossing it? Let's take that particular area. Uh, I have a question here. So are you doing long stroking massages or are you doing, you know, short like thumb pressure massages? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Well, the long stroking massages are generally really good to introduce massage into the area and warm up the muscles a little bit. But then, yeah, for more more treatment um, strokes to change something like releasing a trigger point or lengthening some tissue, you're going to get into more... um, uh, focused strokes. They may still be long. Um, but there'll be more pressure to them and more focused on one particular spot. Yeah, more pressure and more time spent. Okay. Um, it, it doesn't have to be a lot of pressure, especially just um, like a lot of the strokes. And when we talked about traction last time. It's really more about the accuracy and main, sustaining it for a while to give the body a chance to respond. Mm-hmm than how much effort you put into pushing, because that's usually counterproductive. Well, you know, and I would recommend everybody, and I, I will say this, uh, you don't have to, um, that if, you're, if you really are serious about, uh, you know, doing massage on your horse and you want to do it yourself, uh, first thing is you can hire a professional to do it, and that probably is a wise thing to do. Uh, but if you really are serious about doing it yourself, then I highly recommend that you get the Horse Lover's Guide to Massage. That's the book Megan put out. And, and learn how to do it better and correctly. Um, you know, it's just like anything else. It's, it's like riding your horse. For the most part, you, every one of us has taken lessons somewhere along the way to learn how to ride better. Well, you know, mm-hmm. anybody can massage, whether we do it well or to its maximum. Eh, I, you know, we, you probably can do it better. So mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying is, uh, you know, go to our website at allaboutanimalmassage.com. Take, take the little bit of time it would take to, to buy the book and to read the book and to learn from it. That, I just think that would help a whole lot. And you'll just be much more effective when it comes to dealing with your horse and massage. Did I say that pretty well? Yeah, that was great. And okay, I would yeah, I would agree that these uh these tips that I can offer on oh, by the radio are really fun and really ex- you know, a good supplement to some of that stuff, but it is it's kind of hard to teach massage from scratch from from a radio. Yeah. yeah and your book has <laughs> so, lots of pictures too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does have color photos and and the website has links to YouTube videos. And, of course, there's DVDs people can buy. And I, I haven't produced a DVD yet, but there are other horse massage um, DVDs out okay. there. And, yeah, and having a professional come even just once or once or twice a year um, can ha- both be a great, more in-depth check-in with your horse's body um, that might catch things that you won't, but also you learn a lot by watching. Right, exactly. 
Well, great. Well, thanks, Megan. And that's at allaboutanimalmassage.com. And you can buy our books there, The Horse Lover's Guide to Massage or The Dog Lover's Guide to Massage. And you can do that all at her website. Well, thanks, Megan. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Goodbye. Well, thank you to Megan for being on the show again. And as I said, you can check out her new blog. You'll find the links at horsetipdaily.com. And she's putting some good stuff up there. And we appreciate her support of the Horse Tip Daily Radio Show here at the Horse Radio Network. Well, we have some new experts coming on with us over the next couple of weeks. I think you're going to like what you hear. We're getting quite a contingent of experts here now. The drop-down list on the website's getting long. And we have some new ones that'll be coming on, some Western ones, and I think you'll be happy with those as well. And don't forget that this week is the Horse Husbands episode on the Stable Scoop Radio Show. I think you're going to enjoy that. It was our most downloaded episode last year of all the shows that we did. And you realize that now this uh, episode of the Horse Tip Daily Show is the 398th episode that we have done here at the Horse Radio Network. The 2010 radio show this week will be our 400th episode. So we, I thank all of my co-hosts who have put in all the time and effort to do that, all of the listeners, tens of thousands of you from around the world now who are listening to the shows. We appreciate you taking a listen, and we look forward to providing you with a whole bunch of more equine horse entertainment over the next uh, couple of years to come. Another 400, 800,000 episodes. So thank you, everybody, and we appreciate you being here, and I I will be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 144 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Enjoy today's tip. Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky here at Horse Tip Daily. And welcome back to another snowy day here in Lexington. Well, today we have back with us Megan Aroll. Megan is one of the leading authorities on animal massage in the country. She's sort of our massage expert here on the show. And I want to congratulate Megan. She actually just started her new blog. It's called All About Equine Massage at blogspot.com. And you can actually find a link to it at All About Equine Massage as well. And we'll put the links on our show notes here at Horse Tip Daily. But uh, she actually wrote the book, Horse Lover's Guide to Massage. And she also wrote the Dog Lover's Guide to Massage. And she's the one that's been helping us uh, actually since we started the show. So you can go back to Horse Tip Daily, look up Megan Aroll, and you'll find all of her tips in one place. If you miss some, you can go back and listen to them all at once. Well, here's Megan. Well, hi, Megan, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Hi, Glenn. You know, uh, we're having fun doing this little show every day, and it's because I get to talk to cool people like you. And and uh, where are you located again? I am just outside of Seattle, Washington. That's right. You're in the rainy northwest. Yep, and it is raining today. Is it? 
Yep. Well, you know, you know, you live in an area that's fairly chilly. I wouldn't say it's really, really cold, but it's fairly chilly all the time, you know, a lot of the time, and you have a lot of rain. It's always damp. So I would imagine massage is an important part. People, uh, horses tying up and, you know, in that kind of weather, don't you get, don't you get those, uh, whole, uh, the, the muscle issues more often? You know, I hadn't thought of that, but I certainly could imagine that would, you know, anybody who who's a little bit stiff in their body and they go to Hawaii or Arizona and they feel so much better in their body because of the either the heat and or the dryness, yeah, uh, that's got to, I mean, the animals, they have the same physiology that we do, essentially, right? in terms of body comfort and responses to massage and responses to cold weather, so, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. You picked a I've good spot. I've never lived anywhere else, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything to compare it to. Well, what are we going to talk about today in the world of massage? Oh, I thought I'd throw in a little more um, anatomy, nothing too specific, but um, regarding the horse's stifles. Okay. And so this isn't, um, I won't necessarily get into describing a particular technique for the stifles, but... Um, just the fact that the horses do um, have something that we don't and the dogs don't. Um, they have a locking mechanism in their hind legs. And so the way the muscles and tendons and ligaments are organized, they can um, have the kneecap, the patella, um, and one of the ligaments attaching to it can um, be pulled up in a way that it then rests and hooks on a an, a large bump on the thigh bone and can then lock the knee. And then there's also a mechanism that goes along with that, that whatever the stifle does, the hawk does. So if the stifle's locked, the hawk will not bend either. And actually, the stifle is actually made up of, of I think, two different joints, right? Yeah, well, you've got yeah, well, you've got three bones essentially. You've got the thigh bone, the femur, right? That's the same thing. And then you have the tibia, which is the um, would be the equivalent of the horse's shin. Right. So that, fe- the, that femoral tibial joint there is right. one of them. Yep. Yeah. And then you have you do have the interaction. I don't know if it would be. There's no joint capsule, but there is interaction then with the um, kneecap, the patella. Right, and then, so basically that one, I think, if I remember correctly, is like a femoral patella joint kind of thing. Uh, there's there's yeah. some reaction there, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the patella and the ligament attaching to it, or one of the ligaments attaching to it, can, can be used by the horse to hook onto this bump on the femur, and therefore they don't have to use muscle effort to, to keep that leg locked. So they can mostly sleep standing up. Okay, so that's where um, the standing up sleeping comes from. Right now, you still have a little issue with balance. So, so other muscles throughout the body sort of have to keep the horse from, you know, collapsing. But but it wouldn't be because the knee bent or the hock bent. It would be more of a balancing. So for their deepest sleep, they'll still lie down, but they can get some pretty good sleep. Uh, standing up with this locking mechanism. And then a lot of horses will develop some problems with with that not unlocking um, appropriately. And sometimes this is a muscular issue. Um, sometimes it's treated with surgery, but sometimes it can also be treated with either 
uh, strengthening work and or some body work. Um, if if uh, if the muscles that need that are used by the horse to unlock it when they want to aren't functioning as strongly or as smoothly or in as uh, coordinated way. Okay. So um, yeah, anytime uh, people are considering a possible surgical option for stifle, I think it's always worth exploring some body work and also some strengthening exercises to see if something less invasive might be all the horse actually needs. Um, and I, most, I think most vets um, have that in mind too, especially regarding the strengthening of the quads is one, one part of the quads and then another muscle called the tensor fasciolata um, are both involved and needed for unlocking that. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of a little interesting anatomy information. And uh, so massaging the, the ho- your horse's thigh muscles can help keep the stifle joint healthy because if the, and as well as a balanced um, program of conditioning so that um, say the muscles that extend the knee are strengthened as well as the muscles that bend the knee or there's also muscles to the inside and outside of the knee for slight rotation movements. So the, the balance of tension across that joint which, as you pointed out, is is a more complicated joint than some. Yeah, yeah. Having a balance of tension, across, you know, for all of the structures that are crossing and involved with that joint, is going to help that joint stay healthy and function well and not get into problems. Now, is there anything that if somebody wants to massage this particular spot um, themselves, is there anything that they could do wrong to cause harm? Or, you know, there's there's. Very little. If you're reading your horse's feedback and backing off on the pressure or the speed when they're, you know, when they're giving you some negative feedback about it, um, then uh, then there's not much you can do to hurt the horse. As long as, again, we talked once before, I think about making sure you don't massage while they have a fever, right? Um, and a couple other things like that. But yeah, no. If you, if you massage the area, um, particularly the area between the stifle. And the point of hip, so the widest part of their yep. hip, the the part that sometimes knocks itself in the doorway or gateway when you walk through, hopefully yep. not. <laughs> um, but if you massage those muscles um, below the point of hip and above the stifle and back towards the uh, the point of buttocks, the hip where the hip joint is closer back that direction, so there's kind of a triangle area on the horse's, the side of their thigh, that's a great area to massage to help the stifle joint. So are you doing... all of those muscles are crossing it. Let's take that particular area. Uh, I have a question here. So are you doing long stroking massages, or are you doing, you know, short, like, thumb pressure massages? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, the long stroking massages are generally really good to introduce massage into the area and warm up the muscles a little bit. But okay. then, yeah, for more, for more treatment um, strokes to change something like releasing a trigger point or lengthening some tissue, you're going to get into more um, uh, focused strokes. They may still be long. um, But there'll be more pressure to them and more focused on one particular spot. Yeah, more pressure and more time spent. Okay. Um, It doesn't have to be a lot of pressure, especially just um, like a lot of the strokes and 
we talked about traction last time. It's really more about the accuracy and main, sustaining it for a while to give the body a chance to respond mm-hmm. than how much effort you put into pushing, because that's usually counterproductive. Well, you know, and I would recommend everybody, and I, I will say this, uh, you don't have to, um, that if, you're, if you really are serious about uh, you know, doing massage on your horse and you want to do it yourself, uh, first thing is you can hire a professional to do it, and that probably is a wise thing to do. Uh, but if you really are serious about doing it yourself, then I highly recommend that you get the Horse Lover's Guide to Massage, that's the book Megan put out, and, and learn how to do it better and correctly. Um, you know, it's just like anything else. It's it's like riding your horse. For the most part, you, every one of us has taken lessons somewhere along the way to learn how to ride better. Well, you know, mm-hmm. anybody can massage, whether we do it well or to its maximum. Eh, I, you know, we you probably can do it better. So mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying is, uh, you know, go to our website at allaboutanimalmassage.com. Take Take the little bit of time it would take to, to buy the book and to read the book and to learn from it. I just think that would help a whole lot, and you'll just be much more effective when it comes to dealing with your horse and massage. Did I say that pretty well? Yeah, that was great. Okay, and I would, yeah, I would agree that these, uh, these tips that I can offer on, oh, by the radio are really fun and really ex- you know, a good supplement to some of that stuff. But it is, it's kind of hard to teach Massage from scratch from from a radio. Yeah, yeah. and your book has <laughs> so, lots of pictures too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does have color photos and and the website has links to YouTube videos and of course there's DVDs people can buy. And I, I haven't produced a DVD yet, but there are other horse massage um, DVDs out okay. there. And yeah, and having a professional come even just once or once or twice a year um, can ha- both be a great more in-depth check-in with your horse's body um, that might catch things that you won't, but also you learn a lot by watching. Right, exactly. Well, great. Well, thanks, Megan, and that's at allaboutanimalmassage.com, and you can buy our books there, The Horse Lover's Guide to Massage or The Dog Lover's Guide to Massage. And you can do that all at her website. Well, thanks, Megan, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Goodbye. Well, thank you to Megan for being on the show again. And as I said, you can check out her new blog. You'll find the links at horsetipdaily.com. And she's putting some good stuff up there. And we appreciate her support of the Horse Tip Daily Radio Show here at the Horse Radio Network. Well, we have some new experts coming on with us over the next couple of weeks. I think you're going to like what you hear. We're getting quite a contingent of experts here now. The drop-down list on the website's getting long. And we have some new ones that'll be coming on, some Western ones, and I think you'll be happy with those as well. And don't forget that this week is the Horse Husbands episode on the Stable Scoop Radio Show. I think you're going to enjoy that. It was our most downloaded episode last year of all the shows that we did. And you realize that now this uh, episode of the Horse Tip Daily Show is the 398th episode that we have done here at the Horse Radio Network. The 2010 radio show this week will be our 400th episode. So we, I thank all of my co-hosts who have put in all the time and effort to do that, all of the listeners, tens of thousands of you from around the world now who are listening to the shows. We appreciate you taking a listen, and we look forward to providing you with a whole bunch of more equine horse entertainment over the next uh, couple of years to come. Another 400, 800,000 episodes. So thank you, everybody, and we appreciate you being here, and I I will be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone.